This is the Pink Chocolate Podcast with Tamara and Sasha, where adults and expectations meet reality. But so we're here again, sitting, talking. Yes, welcome back. I know. I I am so happy to be here. Um, I I think this is a great thing that we do each day that brightens my week and enhances my life that's great we are here to make positive influence (laughs) (laughs) hopefully we're doing that yes but we are talking about marriage today and that was provoked by dr dre and his 300 was it 300,000 300,000 monthly spousal support to his now ex-wife until mm. she dies or until she remarries. Right. So, Tamara, you tell me how you feel about that. Um, Do you think it's the amount is too much? Do you think it's appropriate and appropriate? Is it, you know? So first I want to start by saying that what really sparked it is people's outrage and not people the males outraged by the amount of money she was receiving. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe that they were so upset that she was entitled to alimony. Originally, she wanted, I believe, two million a month mm. or something like that, and um, she was awarded three hundred thousand. So the outrage is what I was so outdone by it was not the outrage of them um saying she doesn't deserve that right because that's what my thing was my outrage were was about men really not knowing why they are entitled to it why women are entitled and but that's again i think that goes hand in hand for me like why would you be so upset first and foremost like everybody say everybody who has any clear understanding the people who was upset you this not even your fo- struggle this not even this shouldn't be your focus this not even your struggle you this man make three hundred thousand before a you year yeah so, like, so don't be concerned about what this bu- this multi-millionaire billionaire. makes he's a billionaire yes he is a billionaire yes don't don't be concerned please do not be concerned with what he has to pay his spouse of how many years it was it's it was over 10 years yeah well over 10 years and we all know living in the state that we do it's a common law state so anytime illinois we we i found this out through a friend whose mother was with her father for years the common law is no more for illinois but i did find out from another friend that if you are married for at least 10 years to your husband and even if you have a divorce with no alimony you are still entitled, entitled to, to um a portion of the pension and, and, yep, and the 401k, 401k. yes yep. social security anything that he earned while you all were together because at that point it's your money it's y'all and i don't because so so i think what the outrage is really is because i don't think I don't think men really consider what marriage really is. Yeah, they don't. So they when they look for the up, benefits, yeah. While so when they in it. no, but when they're in this relationship, 
men who are not being used to being providers, men who are not providers still believe that this is my money. And of course I pay for the house that I'm living in. And of course I do something for my kids, but she got to handle her own stuff. So the men who have that thought process, I believe is the ones who are upset. However, if you are married, because if the shoe was on the other foot, I didn't hear no outrage for Wendy Williams. Or Adele. Hello. Or Mary J. Blige. Hello. A man that she had no kids with. Mm-hmm. Mary had no kids with that man. And she had to pay him money. Or uh, Sherry Shepard. You remember oh, when yeah, she had yeah, that, she sure. they had that surrogate and he he wanted child support. And she was like, hold on. I never wanted the child. You wanted the child. Mm. It's, it's, it's amazing that the outrage is not the same. But the ideal is, I think once people understand that marriage is a, uh, a business arrangement and aside from it being a business arrangement it's a relationship yes and it's It's, a partnership those those titles are mutually exclusive a relationship and a business contract you are in a contract with your with your partner Partner. or whatever you it's your partner it's even though it's your romantic partner it's still your partner in life because this person god forbid you die is going to be legally responsible of your estate. Exactly. And there will be no separation of your money because when you die, you better hope that you with a person who cares enough for you to do the right thing by you. Mm-hmm. So that's for when you get married, make sure that you're marrying somebody that you trust with this responsibility. Because if you clearly, if you don't trust them, why are you marrying them? That's my thing. Do not marry somebody that you can't trust. To do right by your money. this All this money they think they got. <laughs> Again, didn't I tell y'all, I wish y'all, I, I pray uh, uh, abundance of money over all y'all. All y'all who act like y'all millionaires, I pray, pray abundance of money over you. I want, I want it to come to you in abundance so that you can see what real money look like and what people with money actually function and do. Because Dr. Dre was was Dr. Dre before he married that woman, I'm certain. Yes. And with that being the case, he should have knew about a prenup. Exactly. You made a choice to marry someone without getting your documentation in order for in order to protect your uh your wealth. Yep. So you made the choice that she was worthy of sharing in your wealth. Mm-hmm. You provided a lifestyle for her, which in later entitled her once you all divorced to partial of also, what you earned. Also let me let me say this because Back in the day when relationships were how they are now, because really it hasn't adjusted, um, women could not get bank accounts, could not have anything in their name and all that. So they have to do that all through their husbands. And also, let's talk about how women contribute to men's lives. Mm -hmm. So most men back in the day have admitted to um, business deals, uh, ideas that they came up with, came straight from their wife. Jeff Bezos. She she helped when everybody made a big to do about her getting her uh amount of money that she got in the divorce settlement. He said that she was his partner. It was his idea, but she worked with him. Women make sacrifices, and y'all all want this type of woman. That's that's but that's that's where they keep missing. They all keep saying they want this type of woman to help them build and get somewhere. But women well, they, not willing to make that sacrifice. If you don't, when you get to where you say you want me to help you build, then you you out here yelling that I'm not entitled to anything that you've 
because your Created. name is on everything. And and so if that's the case, then do women have to charge men for a consultation when you want to discuss your business and you want me to throw your ideas? Do I need to charge you for how many hours or the plans that I'm giving, to, giving you? Do I have to make a contract with every little thing that I sow into your life so that I can prove? But it should that be that way. Low-key, like, uh, stay-at-home moms should get a salary. A salary. Because they, if, if y'all want them to cook, to clean, to do the laundry, to go to the grocery store, to take the kids to the doctor's appointment, to do all those things, then I feel like she should be on payroll. I mean, if, if that's what you're going to do, because if you had a nanny, if you had a chef, if you had uh, a housekeeper, and then on top of that, if you were paying for sex, you, you that, that, that would be a bill. Yes. And, and it just is what it is. When people get to saying, well, no, people don't believe in love no more. We can't believe in love when what y'all saying right now is this lady was when, when not I cannot entitled trust to you, even in your worst. You you will, you would still you will consider not valuable because we're not in a contract anymore. Exactly, and that's unfair. When I've done all of this in your like many guys I've talked to and gave them my thought process and all that based on free, my own knowledge, free free for to, free of charge, but. But it's valuable information, and you them. felt it was worthy and of. They were worthy of having this information, mm-hmm. and you care to share what you knew with them. You care, and then now men ask. Then, then, and also, what bothers me is these same men who like she wasn't worried all of this, but now when women ask for money and to be paid for their service, why y'all concerned about money? Mm-hmm. Why you this and why you and, that? Why is money I, always? I told you because when it, I need to be compensated for what I'm giving you because if I give it to you for free and be in a relationship and then when we end, you're going to say that I did absolutely nothing for exactly. you. Exactly. And and that's unfortunate. You know what I'm so saying? Because I'm you want lose, people to be... lose situation. Right. It's unfortunate because you really want people to be genuine mm-hmm. to what, what it is they actually doing for and you. And to be actually kind people. Yes. To, to, to to really give you something that they really feel that you are worthy of having. Like, I, I really feel like when people do stuff now, it's not out of the goodness of their heart anymore. No, like no it's, kindness. There is, it's not just because I want to do it for you. I feel like it's more so uh, uh, for what they think people would think of them for doing it. You know, mm-hmm. the perception of them doing it. Like, people like... Every time they do something, they got to take a video or they got to post it or they got to say, if you a decent person, just do it. Exactly. You don't need no proof. You know what I'm saying? People going to talk good about you, whether they seen it or not. Like they going to say, oh yeah, I heard he was decent. You will know. Word of mouth. Word of mouth is number one. I'm, you learn that in marketing. Word of mouth is the number one marketing tool. Word of mouth. And also, uh, some guys was like, you know, um, I just don't understand why until she dies or get remarried. I was like, do you not understand the contract of marriage? Marriage, the promise is until, until death do us part. So somebody got to die. That's, this contract is a lifelong contract. And this is why, and um, this is where I'm going to get into our personal perspectives on marriage period so i don't think necessarily i'm not gonna say i don't think because things have changed my mind i didn't think marriage was necessary Mm -hmm. right i don't want to blend my stuff together why can't we just be individuals sharing the life together because that's what i technically believe marriage is right but religiously that's not it's 
we are one. We are together. What's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. And, we but, should be on the uh, same page all the time. And I don't believe that. But then societal standards of marriage is different too. Yeah. The man leads. The woman follows. Um, she needs to follow him. She is committing to his leadership. Um, and he's supposed to, you know, commit to the leadership of God or whatever the case may be. Um, but then it's really he's committing to his own personal life. And a woman is sacrificing her own life and name for his sake and his legacy. I don't like that. But, hey. Yeah. I I, I know this is a little bit out of topic, topic. But I do think that's crazy that legacy can only be deemed to be preserved by men. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But I understand. Respect. Understood. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. But. The only reason why I think marriage is necessary is when you find a partner who you agree to be with and that you love and you think is worthy of constantly partnering with. I think once you get to a certain level of commitment, I think it's necessary for legal reasons. Um, That means your wills, your life insurance, anything like that. Like if I have a partner and... I died just like your children. You want to make sure they're good for a certain amount of time in the life after you. Right. Um, but that's the only reason why I see marriage necessary. Not because I love somebody. We can, I can still love you and not have to marry you. Um, I think the weddings are beautiful. The celebrations of marriage are beautiful. Um, but other than that, I don't think it's necessary. I think, that time has proven that marriage was put together for women because women did not have access. All the resources lie within men. Therefore, they have to had to commit them li- their lives to a man in order to get any now type of status or any status, res- uh, social respect, uh, money. Sure. So um, even though most of the wealth is still li- lies with with men. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe women have resources to be to survive and moving to a life of thriving. Therefore, marriage is not necessary for, for that social reason. status anymore. Yeah, for it. survival. Mm-hmm. But what do you think? Well, as the one divorced person here, <laughs> I've married for love. I'm not going to say that was a bad idea, but could have been done better (laughs) I really feel like had I made better decisions it would have been um it wouldn't occurred I wouldn't have never been married like if I would have known if I would have considered just like what you just said like love is not enough love is not enough to see people through to be better to improve and to be different how I really feel is though if I would have went into the marriage, no, uh, not even that, forget what I went into the marriage as. What I view marriage now as, I really do view it as a partnership. And love will be there, but ideally we should be headed towards the same goals. And like it's clear that we for real are both working on these goals. I do believe that... Um, for all the things you named before, uh, like if taking care of um, your uh, wills and your living trust and your bills and whatever, all that is important 
for if you with someone for a long time to have that understanding that hey if we are married we know how we are um leaving our portfolios you know our Mm -hmm. our financial portfolios we have kids we have legacies we have things that we are wanting to protect and wanting to provide for though our loved ones once we are gone um also would i get married again i don't know because i as from what i'm seeing men are not capable of comprehending what marriage really should be okay question so you said you got married for love so my question is do you think the um the reason why your view of marriage has changed because your view of love has changed because I personally, uh, no. cause I still, I'm still, I'm still like low key, very high key, a hopeless romantic. Like mm-hmm. I really still believe that, you know, people have really great relationships, but I think now what I understand is understanding the person who you with and understanding how, dependable and reliable they are like literally describing them as a car like you they got to be tough and be able to withstand things and understand that life come with ups and downs Mm -hmm. and when you on the down part you don't just walk away you know what i'm saying like you you have to be able to understand that it's gonna be some highs and some lows and you just got to be able to understand communication and some people cannot communicate and see, and I don't have a problem with people marrying for love because in my mind, partnership and love is the same thing in my head. I mean, love, and, no, I'm, well, I'm, try, I'm trying how, to tread very lightly here, Okay, but I feel like love is not enough. And what I'm saying is, although love was there, when you the only other person who really is trying to build something. And then the other person really is just like, oh, well, I love you. I'm I'm doing this. This is, should be good enough. And see, you would never grow and get anywhere. And I feel like marriage is still a, a relationship that grows. You know what I'm saying? It's still something that you have to grow and nurture. When people tell you, water your grass and don't worry about theirs being green. The grass ain't always green on the other side. You have to water your grass. That is what they're telling you. You have to nurture what you have because, of course, what everybody else got going on is going to always look great because but, people are nurturing and growing something. Mm-hmm. Love is good. Love should be there. Don't ever get me wrong. Love should be there, but it still takes other things to make it sustainable. Okay, so maybe it's just how I, how, how I view love because, to me, nurturing is a part of love. Like, if I love something, I'm going to hope that it grows to stay alive. So, in my head, my question is, do you think men don't understand marriage because they don't understand what nurturing. love is? I don't think they don't understand what nurturing is. They, I think they got an idea of what love is, but I don't think they have an idea of the spectrum of love. You know what, what I'm saying? The reality of it? Yeah. Do they, ha- they may have an idea. Yeah, they have an idea, but they don't know that, love, like you said, love, love is, encompasses in a lot of things. or receiving because love is a two-way street. Exactly. So I must, lo- I must give love and receive love. Exactly. And I think in my head, from what you're saying, this is what I'm getting. Men don't understand 
the proper way to give love. Exactly. Because they can receive nurturing, it. Cause in, and that's why I don't like gender roles. Because nurturing, they say that's a woman's thing. Yeah. And I, I think that's a human thing. You have to sow into something to make it grow, to make it sustain, to make it. And men are not naturally giving. You know what I'm saying? A giving of themselves. I, let me be like that. Because they'll give you whatever uh, material. Yeah. But giving of themselves, because how many times do you have a conversation with a man and it's like pulling teeth or, you know, you're trying to see what's going on, trying to feel them out, see if mm, they're okay. See how they're and, feeling and yeah, it's, how... they're not going to do it. Like you'd be like, geez, like uh, I'm trying to see if you are right. Like, is everything okay? And if, it'd be like real dry. It's, it's, it's really hard because even from the most giving man that I've ever encountered, um, even trying to figure out how he felt. It was like, nigga, you don't know. I'm like, you don't know how you feel? He said, no, I don't know how I feel. What? Right. Like, that's insane. Like, for you to be this old, that you have a low level of emotional intelligence to where you don't know how you feel. So if you don't know how you feel, you can't possibly know how I feel or exactly. comprehend or it or even, interpret it. I'm about to say, or even no signs to ask you. Because, you know, have you ever seen, like, how we'll just take it back to a mother? Your mom be like, what's wrong? And you be like, nothing. And she be like, no, something wrong. How many times a man then, not that they are not capable, but it's very rare that a man will pick up on you being off even when you smiling. And you know what? But it's easy for them to pick up on anger because that's the only emotion that, and I'm not going to say it's all their fault that they're, like, and with society standards allowed to express. Mm -hmm. So they know when a woman is angry, like she mad. And they don't care because they're not going to engage with you. More than likely, there isn't is going to be no engagement on that part. They're going to ask you what's wrong. You say nothing, and they just try to hopefully it settle down. Then mm-hmm. you know Look maybe the she'll tell me later. But I'm not fun to <laughs> right. I'm not fun to play with it. But like even my like my mother and I guess you know both of us cancer. So like I can hear it in her voice. Like mom, something's off. What's wrong? She's like, how you know? I was trying to. No, ma'am, I can hear it. I am that in tuned, but yeah, that's, that's, that's really insane. And it's, it's a lot to unpack and especially, especially unpack with somebody that you are in a relationship with and decide to move forward. Like you need to comprehend. That's why therapy is necessary because people don't understand that communication is important, but you understanding what, what it is you desire, you require what you're looking for. Like all of that is part of marriage. So my views on marriage is, yeah, I believe in it. I really do. Um, do I think it is for everybody? No, I do not. But I do recommend it to those who have families. Like it just makes no sense. If you all together, y'all live together, y'all have kids together. Y'all buying houses together. Yeah, don't ever make that a thing where your family, when you die, you hope that your family gives what your what your child needs. Or you hope that you your family provides for your child. Because it happens every time. We all know every time somebody dies. Money becomes the issue. Yeah. And then Go you fund me. Yes. Or, and then, but then you leave it up to your family to dictate what, you, what your value was on your relationship. Because if you was with that woman long enough, clearly you care. And same thing as vice versa mm-hmm. as the woman. If, if, if you all buying houses together and living together, then clearly you care. So you should have your affairs in order. So once you do pass, there can be no, misconceptions and also uh for men specifically and, and i'm gonna say black men because that's who we engage with all, all the time um 
I think they need to hold way more importance on um, knowing that they're immortal. Like, don't wait till you get to a point where your knees hurt, your back hurt. You're like, oh, I'm too old. Let me find a bitch to marry. And, but so, that's what happens. Yeah, to and, to their teeth start value. falling out. They start balding. Then all of a sudden, now they want to be married. No, I don't want you after you out of your prime. I should be able to enjoy you when you able to enjoy to do things. Yeah. Like, that's the option that I, the, I, I hate that it's, it's like you only use women for the use of, making your life better like though you were in a relationship with somebody you do you not care about the quality of her life with you like so that's i'm a that's the expectation should be for marriage the expectation for marriage should be for you to find someone who you can enjoy and experience life with Mm -hmm. that's it like it gets no better than that and if you don't see yourself enjoying and experiencing life i'm talking about trips uh, i'm talking about you know parties events you know like yeah, if you can't see these things yes and- this is what you should see for yourself if you see marriage in your future and if you don't stop holding people's time and it's for men and women yeah and and keeping them in a the space because it's convenient for you until you find what it is you actually want. And that's how they sour people on relationships because you've put this person, you book holding them, you putting them in a space and you letting them keep this space until you ready to come back and then take them out and move along on the story. Like don't, don't do that. And and I think if we had that expect that, that number one priority in relationships, we wouldn't have such shallow and, um, shallow expectations of people and and that's what it is a lot of the people are very shallow so that's why i don't think marriage really becomes a thing i don't yeah i think marriage is is really hard to be seen as a thing because people are too shallow for for what it really should be and it really should be like up for again as a partnership and if you see that's how and and maybe maybe because we are an oppressed people that we are still technically Ah, still technically trying to survive but like white people when you see they post about their woman like i they they vows and stuff like i cannot wait to like spend the rest of my life with you like i am so excited about how we're going to do life together with men you black men they see these posts like you've been through everything with me oh my (laughs) goodness you know you know them the posts that get on my nerves when they propose to the woman and then you get on facebook and here's the post um, yeah, we've been through our ups and our downs and you didn't put up with me through all, all the times that I didn't cheated on you and I didn't treated you like crap, but you still here. And that's why I'm gonna marry you and I'm gonna make you the one. And I'm so glad you said yes. And then they show the girl sitting there grinning and looking, sick. I would have never known. I'm gonna take my nigga head off. Right. I swear to God. I would have never known that y'all relationship was so fucking crappy, but because you took the time to tell the world that you treated this girl like shit and she's still standing there and that's why you proposed to her and then you send this picture with her sitting there smiling and grinning looking foolish it's so embarrassing please stop doing that if you are going to say that you all are together just highlight the good shit and keep the other personal stuff to yourself i've seen way too many times that we get on facebook and it's a whole post and i screenshot the shit and send it to y'all have y'all seen this shit i do it all the time be like this is wild and it's embarrassing it is it's extremely embarrassing y'all gonna have to pass but not only that what's what's more embarrassing is that the women are not embarrassed by it because exactly it couldn't have stayed up on facebook too long i'd have been like stayed on 
on Facebook, my nigga should have never thought that would have been a post that we, he should have felt that he had to share. Mm-hmm. That would have been it. They would have been like, oh, I thought she was getting married. No, she left me. Yes. <laughs> but a lot of people think that love that is struggle based love. on how, the struggle. how much I'm willing to sacrifice for you. And that is not How much true. I'm willing to struggle with you mm-hmm. and put through and put up with your stuff. No, no, that's okay. And I, yeah, I'm not. So on the topic of marriage, so working marriages, I had this conversation many a times and I just don't, I have my own particular, you know, reasons why. In marriage, do you think it is necessary to have a joint bank account? One, yes. Don't mean you don't have your own sets of of accounts, but one, yes. And that's the one that you all take care of the household with. You know, anything you do in that household should be in a joint bank account. I, I don't want to have to ask you, like, hey, we need to pay the plumber, and I want to have to wait till you send them. The money is in a joint bank account. I We had joint bank account. The money was never really an issue. It was. Let me take that back. But it wasn't the money not being available it was, it was the money. <laughs> it was the fact that, um, so disclaimer, the fact was my spouse used to work and he was in the military and it just seemed like his family thought that, and I'm talking about his biological family mm-hmm. felt as though he should be providing for them too. So that was the issue for me. However, when it was money available, it was available to both of us. And I was never like a splurger or nothing like that. I just simply needed things for the house, you know, simply stuff for the house. And that's all it was. So I do feel as though having a joint bank account is necessary, even if it's like y'all money that y'all put in the account to save for a trip or whatever. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And And I also feel like you need your own personal account, too. I, I feel like you can keep your own funds separate if you want to save your money separately from theirs because it's it's your money. You yeah. get to choose how you want to spend your money. If it's a conversation you all have, I think you should have it. Like if if it, if you all agreeing like, hey, we gonna take trips and we just gonna save for this. You know what I'm saying? Like or oh, we gonna we trying to work to get a new house and we want to work on a down payment. I'm gonna put in five. We gonna put in five hundred dollars every month into this account. I think a joint bank account is necessary personally mm-hmm. okay now at first my my opinion was like hell no my money is my money if we he gonna pay the mortgage i'll take a, a bill or two but other than that why are we putting our money together because i like to spend my money like i like a, like to spend it in i am very a, a very frugal person so i don't want that to be uh, issue. An issue, and yeah. I want you to be able to spend um, how you, yeah, maintain your own income the way you maintain it. I don't want to have to babysit you on that. Exactly, I don't want to do that. I don't want. Well, why you did this? Or why you did that? And da, 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 da. Yeah. Uh, nope. That's what you do with your. You money. manage your finances well before me, and I expect you to do it when we exactly. together. Exactly. Um, but I understand I will, I can do joint bank accounts when we're like, we're have this together. This is for, this is our savings apart from whatever we do separately. Yeah. Um, I prefer that to be in a prenup that we can have a joint bank account that if we separate, we'll split whatever's in there. 
or whatever. We cannot touch it or take anything out unless that we haven't approves. agreed. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. But um, my money is my money. Yeah. And that is what it is. And I I believe that if you all both are working, y'all both should be responsible for your income. I still think that's the case. I just also think that you should also. If you are a in a if you are a couple, you should be focused on your household as well. Even mm-hmm. if that is like a trip or um like I said down payment for a house or if y'all want to renovate or if y'all want to do something, y'all will work towards that together. You know what I'm saying? I in my head, I feel like that's something that we work towards together. Mm-hmm. Now do he pay the mortgage? Of course he do. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like but Ideally, what I'm saying, when I think joint bank account, I'm thinking of things of us doing together and we save for it together. Like, you know, it's not necessarily. It's a team effort, but it's not like, and and I don't like this. I don't like the idea that we become one whole thing. No, we are two people sharing together. Like, we have to maintain that Because you still are individuals. Exactly. But since you mentioned the... You have to, um, your issue with your ex-spouse is that his family thought that because he was making money, they were entitled to that. And he felt that he owed them. Them. And I think that's a common thing in the black community. Like, there is always a black savior of the family. Mm -hmm. Like, there's one person who gets on, does well, and members of their family then rely on them to maintain their life. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm never going to say that, um... It's not going to come a time that your family might need something from you. I'm never going to say that. But what I am going to say is every month it's time for somebody to pay something. They can't call you for it. This is an expense that you took on. Like if you call me every month and say you got to pay your car note. Well, why you get a new car? And that's not my problem. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to have to drown on your own. You know what I'm saying? That's my thing. Every time there is something that needs to be done in an emergency, my income is not your emergency fund. That's exactly. what I'm saying. That's and, the, and that's, the boundaries. That's the, that's the black family savior thing that I think happens a lot. That it's like almost culturally expected that like even the basketball players, you hear like Lamar Odom, he was pants. 13 people's cell phone bills a month. Like, why? Do right. you not, even though I'm making a certain amount of money, I did not do this for you. I did this for me. Right. And, but a lot of men be like, I'm doing this for my family. Stop doing it for your family. Do it for you and the family that you plan to build, but not your entire And that was family. my thing is you have to make sure that your family that you chose yes. is okay. Because this is the family you chose. And the family you come from, I'm I'm not opposed to Mother's Day gift. I'm not opposed to uh, birthday gifts. I'm not opposed to Christmas gift. But what I'm saying is, it cannot be a every two week thing. Yeah, like that's I'm exhausting. Your rent that's or... exhausting. It cannot always be something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and as a man, I felt it. It's your responsibility to set that limit. Hey, I love y'all and I'm trying to help y'all, but I can't always pay for you all. We will never get to where we need to be if we can constantly trying to help y'all. And also, so I think you all realize should... if you want your your wife to le- follow you and not complain and everything like that, and you do stuff like that on your own and expect her to be okay with it, that's not partnership at all. Exactly. When you do something on your own and do not consult, and that was the biggest thing for me, is that you, you're doing it because, of course, you want to, but I'm saying, say 
if my sister was to call me and say, hey, I need $700 and I need X, Y, and Z, I would take that to my husband. And even when I take it to him, I'm going to say, she needs seven. We're not giving her seven. I cannot afford to see seven go. Mm-hmm. However, I could probably give her like two, two fifty, and mm-hmm. maybe my mother and my brother can help her out. I said, but I wouldn't, you know, I'm not saying we got to do the whole seven, but I can do two fifty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That is a conversation, and that's me being the spouse, knowing that I would never want to see unless we really had seven hundred dollars just sitting right. there, and if we really could afford to if see seven go, right? Your... We could see it go and it not affect anything. Mm-hmm. And that's very rare when you was living off, we was living off of one income at the time. You know what mm. I'm saying? So that's rare for us to see $700 go and it not, you know, touch something, you know? And then you become the bad guy because then, you know, if he's like, let me ask my wife and you say no, then they hate you because you're not allowing them to use and abuse your husband. And now you have a family tiff. And but I he really, should never have to tell them, let me ask my wife. It should be, I'm going to get back to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It should be simple but, as that. But women say like, I'm, I need to consult with my husband. I, and and I'm still not going. I'm not going to tell you that. Mm. I'll I'll talk to you. Let me see what I can do. I don't have to tell you what's occurring in my household, you're, you're and that's right. the other thing. Keep your household private. Yeah. I don't have to tell you what's going on in my household. Okay, you need this. Um, give me a minute. Let me see what I can do. And then just say, hey, we can't do it. I, can I can't. It. I can't do seven hundred, but I can give you three. Mm-hmm. It don't have to be a, a conversation. Oh, yeah, my husband told me I can't give you that money. That That's, again, that's why you make the rift between the families because now I'm telling you that my husband told me no, not to give it to you. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, instead of so, saying I ain't got it and you don't have to explain it, exactly. I ain't got it. Exactly. Right. There, there has to be, you, you making the person a bad guy. Yeah. You making the person a bad guy by giving them somebody to pin it on as to why they didn't get what they was looking for. Mm. Oh, bitch, you told him don't give me no money money instead of it being a, a choice that he made which was no i'm not giving you that amount of money uh but this is what i can do or no i can't do it this time yeah you really don't have to explain you'll know it's exactly. you'll know it's a complete sentence yes you don't have to give them a reason why you don't exactly. have to explain your finances exactly what you you're right you sure right i didn't even think of it like that because i don't give a damn about being a bad guy i said yes i did bitch go get a job girl see and that's another reason people need to take into consideration in their marriage the family that they're marrying into and what and what that is what that's demanding yeah so i I'm, i don't know i just feel like you know sometimes you gotta sometimes i feel like you have to pick and choose your battles but um anybody who uses you as a scapegoat as to why you choose to choose to not do something is because they want you to be the bad guy or they just don't they them they don't, don't right and they don't want to be the one in trouble and then mm-hmm. again that takes us to another level of why you being so cow- cowardice but again mm-hmm. you know that's just just the my my view on it so i don't know okay i feel you but um i want to i wanted you to share and i don't even think you remember or maybe you don't maybe you do remember on how you expressed how you chose divorce. And I said, don't talk, don't tell me, don't tell me. I want to talk about it on the podcast. When oh, you shared, shoot. did I remember? I, uh, like coming to the decision of uh, actually going through with the divorce, 
and why like reasons why you stay so long or stay for an extended period of time dang did i make notes on that because <laughs> i was in the baby i was feeling was, it and i was like you started i said please stop i want you to say this because as a never married uh person um that made it made so much what did you so i kind of remember the the point was the reason most women stay with somebody is because you you with a person because you hope you know it's a hope that's in you it's it's just it's a small sliver that you like you seen potential in this person and you you know what they capable of and you know what they could be and you stay because you you hope eventually that person that you saw in them eventually will show up. Mm. And that's why you stay. You stay because you're like, okay, you showed me some things. You have potential. And you was working there. And you stay because you're like, okay, eventually that person going to show back up again. Or they going to take over. Or you're going to be that person who I knew you could be. Okay. And that's why you stay. You Like, I really stayed because I just knew, like, this person had for real potential. Very much capable of being something great, and I I thought that you know eventually you know they'll stop playing around and just like get it together. But what ended up happening was that that person never showed up, or they never tried, never even cared to meet that potential. And so, where where is the decision factor? Because so the does the hope like dwindle down piece by piece so or it eventually you you do come to the realization that it's just never gonna be you know they never will be the person that you know that they are capable of being no matter how much you i'm and i'm not gonna say push them how, no matter how much you try to help them get to that point uh-huh. because it's been it, it was times that like i i'm like hey you can do this we got this we studying we working on this you can get it done i'll never forget it was a test. He had he wanted to become an officer, and in order to become an officer, when you're in the military, to come from an enlisted to an officer, you have to take um, something called an ASVAP test. Mm-hmm. He needed a seventy-five or seventy-six, I want to say, on the test. And he was like, "Oh yeah, it is a way I can do it. It is." And I'm like, "Okay, let's do it. Like, how are we supposed to do it?" And with his free time, I was like, well, let's study. Let's do this. Let's. And it was always an excuse or whatever. Uh, he'll come back and he would be like, yeah, I did study. I, when I was over in the barracks, I studied. And I'd be like, okay, cool. And then it came time for him to take the test. He missed the test. He missed the score by two points. He got a 74. I remember that much. Mm-hmm. He missed it. And he was like, oh, man, like, I was this close. I was like, yeah, so we got this next time. You know, mm-hmm. I'm encouraging you. We doing this. Like, what you need to study, what you need to do. What areas do Yeah, like, what, yeah. he was like, I think I know where I messed up. So I'm here, like, okay, I can help you study. Like, what you want to go through, what you want to look through. And I was like, no, don't worry about it. I got it. I got it again. He said he was studying. I don't, I think the next time he went back, he needed four points. And then he felt discouraged. And then, like, me talking to him about it now, he he no longer felt like I was encouraging him. He felt like I was nagging him. Mm -hmm. And at that point, then I just left it alone because now it's not a necessary friction. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? If it's not important to you, there's no need for me to keep pushing you and keep 
putting uh stress in the in the atmosphere when it's not necessary. And after that, he decided just to leave the military. And it just was weird to me because I was like, you were so close, close and you allowed four points to keep you from. And instead of studying or, you know what I'm saying? And well, again, harder, he just decided. Just fuck the whole ball. Not drop the ball, fuck the ball. Like, we ain't even playing the, the game no more. We no ain't more. playing the game no more. And, and and to me, like, that, that's one of many things. But it, it was like one thing that kind of just bother me and then after that it was uh it went to um it went to me being a stay-at-home mom our daughter was like uh okay then it went to me being a stay-at-home mom and then it was an issue with that and I was just like you know what if it's gonna be an issue for everything like now okay and we worked through all of that and then it just like you just felt it, you know, like you just felt like, okay, this is not going to be. And when it came to be in the divorce, when it came to divorce, it wasn't necessarily my choice, but um, he asked for it and I went along with it. And I felt that it was necessary. I felt like the hope that I have for us to be great was no longer there. Mm-hmm. So it just, I, I really just felt that, I, and I really feel in a lot of relationships, women, Hold on to the hope of, and a potential of what somebody could be. Ignoring the reality. And ignoring, person. not even ignoring the reality, you know, giving them too much putting benefit. Uh, on yeah. The potential. I'm, I'm putting more, I'm betting my, I'm betting everything on the person that I knew or the person that I know you're capable of. Uh-huh. I, like, I'm betting it all on you. That's what I was just saying that, you know, when people stay, it's just the idea that you hope that this could continue to be great. I mean, because you know what? Everybody kept telling me, and I thought was weird now, Mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, when I was getting married, everybody kept saying marriage is not easy. It's going to be hard. Marriage not easy. It's going to be hard. And I feel like, I was like, it it shouldn't be hard, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kept saying, like, it shouldn't be hard. And I'm not going to say marriage is hard. I feel like people need to stop telling people that. Marriage is not hard. It's not hard by any means. Life is the hard part. Yeah, life is hard yeah. because things is going to happen. Things mm-hmm. going to occur. And if you don't know how to function or how to handle things. You don't have anger uh, anger management skills or coping, time, me- coping mechanisms. Yeah. You don't know how to communicate well. Mm-hmm. That's what make it hard. But it's not necessarily marriage is hard. And, I w- I, and again, remember I kept saying I don't understand why people, you know, fantasize the struggle of like mm-hmm. oh um we we was together and i cheated on her four times and i did this and i did that like that's not the that's not love that's convenience you mm-hmm. there and they gonna keep you but i digress i don't i didn't like that idea that that's what people kept stressing because in my head that's also what made me want to say like okay marriage not supposed to be easy it's not gonna be easy marriage is hard everybody told me is marriage is hard and it's really not it's really not but the the idea that when it comes to divorce a lot of people and, and if it really is like a real love situation a lot of people hold on just to the hope of things being different and things being better I think that's why a lot of people say personally mm. that that it is potential for things to get better um, I do have another question for you. What wedding expectations? 
remember I showed you the video of the guy who were who was saying he worked in a bank a bank and like when people got married after they got married they brought in like checks and checks and checks and checks and this you it was usually usually Caucasian people so they might spend twenty thousand on a wedding uh, or forty thousand on a wedding because that's the average right mm-hmm. but after that they have fifty thousand worth of money that was given to them and now they have a surplus of 10,000 that they can put on their new home and whatnot. And so this black man said that if you don't do not have the luxury, and he said he usually see in black families because we don't have the generational wealth and we don't have the community of finances like that, that we should not put so much money into weddings that we should have a small wedding like with like uh he said one of his friends had like 25 people the other guy that was on the show with mm-hmm. him yep yeah. and he was like um and then take all the rest of your money and in, and invest in, in your, your life new family your yeah. new family and i know everybody wants big beautiful weddings um what is your expectation of so weddings? so what he said i agree mm-hmm. i agree wholeheartedly and when I used to tell people about like having a wedding, like, so the first time I was married, I did not have a wedding because it just was not necessary at the time. I wanted one. The goal was to save, to have one. Like a vow renewal. Like, yeah, like a really nice, uh, vow renewal or whatever. Um, the goal was to say to have one. Um, but the idea for me that I couldn't swallow, like, why pay a hundred something dollars for each person to come when I know, and I knew the people I knew. I'm like, I'm not even going to see that back in the gift. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm never going to see, I, they, they're going to come to the wedding and not come with gifts. Cause that's the purpose of the wedding is for you to come to celebrate with us. Exactly. It's like a baby shower. You yes. come to a baby shower. Whatever and you blessing my, my, my wedding, my, my, my marriage. Yeah. I mean, you're blessing my marriage, my union. Mm-hmm. So when you come, you are supposed to come with a gift. And I knew in my head that if I was to have a wedding, I would be very particular on who would come and not the people who could bring a gift, but the people who I knew would really be happy for the marriage. Mm-hmm. And that means that I I wouldn't mind paying for them to be there. Okay. Now, however, that was then. So, but now the person I'm, I am, I'm all for a destination wedding or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's just because the people who want to be there will be there. And I'm still in the idea of inviting people who was part of the union. It does not have to be big. I think the first time I was thinking like 150 guests. Mm-hmm. This time I think I might <laughs> I might be on the 25 side now. You know what I'm saying? But that's growth, maturity, uh, knowledge. And it's not even necessarily about finances, but it is financial. It's yeah. like it does not make sense to invest in something that big because now I want a home. I want- And also he mentioned that because of and he said oh, he didn't he hate to mention it but the, that divorce divorce rates are so high that why would you want to make such a huge investment in something that is potentially not going to last so your investment is kind of like null and void and he wasn't trying to say like you're gonna get divorced but he said the chances of the divorce is higher than 70 something percent therefore why would you spend thousands 50 60 70 80 thousand dollars on this event um 
my personal perspective is the type of wedding I wanted. Let you know how they have the design with the, it looks like a big ass uh, dinner table. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted that, that, that. So that would design. be the, right, so the reception. Like, it was like personal. a large, yeah. yeah, me too. So that, that was always in my head. Like if I had a wedding, this that we going to all eat at the table, table together, like a family. Yeah. That was and so too. 150, I I wasn't trying to make a whole long as table for 150 people. So, and plus my family is very small. So I've always thought like, oh, well, it won't be big because my family is not that big. Um, I have extended family and stuff like that. But yeah, nah, I never thought about that. I wanted to be intimate, romantic, and that's it. And, you know, I understand. Cheap as possible, Mm -hmm. but. Do you see yourself married or? Um, It goes in and out. Um. So when it's in, what type of marriage is it? Like, the, like what, what make you, what makes it in? What, what, what makes it in? little it's, inkling come to you and you be like, Ooh, I can't, I would love to be married. Cause that's the idea. It, it It's the idea of the man. Like if I could find like, um, a kind, like a naturally kind man, like he's kind, not because of me or he's trying to, you know, dote on me and, and make himself look good. Like, I know he's kind because everybody around him is say like, hey, that's a dope ass nigga right there. Like, right. I respect him. Th- th- my number one is I want a man that everybody respects. respects. Because Checks if everybody respects, that's his character. That has nothing to do with anything else. So, like, when I think of the ideal guy, I'd be like, oh. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'd be wanting to, like, I will love to love that man. Like, I want and- to see him apart from me and say, that's my nigga. Right. Like, and and I think, like, the crazy part is, I wonder do men understand that there are so many women who desire that. Mm-hmm. Like, I want... I want to claim you. Like I want, I want everybody to know. Like he is mine. Like that. Like, I don't want to fight over a nigga because a bitch want him. I want to fight over a nigga because I don't want to lose very him. important. Right. He is a he. He does kind shit for other people. So bitch, be kind to him. And I will. I will. I'm willing to risk my life for it. What's up? Like, but I. I don't come in contact with, and men don't show that part of themselves. So I don't think I could ever. It, it's you know, it's hard to to find that quality in somebody because that's like you said that's not what they present to you. Right. They want to show you how much money they make. They want to how much money they not gonna spend on you yeah, and how what kind of test you, yeah what kind of test you gotta pass in order for him to prove that he this type of person. Mm-hmm. I think I think in order for this to work, it has to be a two way street. And it has to be in order for us to start finding the quality of men that we desire and, and for the men to find the quality of women that they desire has to be a two way street. And it has to be a change in the approach. The approach has to be different. And because also I, in the approach, but also I think we have to see things very differently because I told, told you last time a man, um, uh, a guy told me that based on what he see on paper, they would choose the other person because they see a need there instead of seeing a woman for the great woman that she is apart from him. He, she needs to be great because of him. And that ego part of him is not going to serve her or him because now you're going to choose a woman that only serves you but cannot be an individual. But it and will so, have to be – but. In that case, it could be a woman for him. It would be a woman for him who is very needy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but 
that come with the settling aspect that we visit all too often mm-hmm. that a lot of people settle just because this person checked one box as opposed to you really getting out there to see who really is compatible with you. You just really just was fine with them checking the one box, which was needing you. Right. Not that they can hold a conversation with you. They can engage with you. They can motivate you. They can move you. Not all that other stuff is what you lose just because you wanted somebody who needed, needed you. It made you look like a man to everybody else, but has nothing to do with what you wanted for yourself. And and, 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 you, and they sacrificed their own happiness for the happiness of other men. And, or and, uh, I didn't even say other men, just society other people. as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which understood, um, but so wait a minute, don't you can't get what, what type? I was of, gonna answer what is the the ideal guy or uh, what type of husband you see in a marriage with you with you. Same, mine always has been. I want a man who can enter a room and like respect, the, like just demand respect, not mean, not nasty, nothing. Mm-hmm. You know his presence, his presence alone, his presence just like just there and i need him soft for me like i need him soft for me like ah tam here you go again acting a fool you know like Uh i need someone who understands me and who is okay and who also okay with the level of affection that i'm capable of giving at this moment in time Mm -hmm. because i'm not a very affectionate person i really want to be though like the crazy (laughs) thing is i tell you people all the time like i really want to be soft like i really want to be cuddly and I, i want someone who can nurture that aspect in me yeah so who who good enough or who would be able to bring that out in me so that I can't say y'all I'm soft I'm you know y'all can see a different side of me because right now I just be like mm, mm, look at y'all all cuddly and stuff and I just be like mm, you let people touch you <laughs> but as a man and then um, more so than anything um, it would have to be a man who can be a father to my girls. That's just the truth. Yeah, cuz they mean, deserve it. Yeah. Cuz they deserve it. So, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider anybody like uh I get a lot of guys that I've matched with or I'll communicate with or whatever and and they say they don't want kids. And to me, I know I know everybody say some, that mean they just don't want their own kids, but to me as a mother, someone who does not want kids tells me that they're not gonna they don't want to be around kids. Yeah, like yeah. they is ideally that they'll be with you, but they still are not capable. They have no desire to be a father. You know what I'm saying? So not wanting kids of your own. Now it'd be different if they would say, "No, nah, I don't want to have kids of my own. I want to adopt." Okay. Or oh, I don't want kids of my own, but I wouldn't. I would love to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That that would be different, because it, it is people who do feel that there are enough kids here who need somebody that mm-hmm. they would much rather handle or uh, approach that situation yeah. as opposed to adding more. Yeah, I can respect and understand that, but I definitely would want a man who is capable of being a father. And that means he's able to lead and he's able to provide and protect for my girls. And it's, I will never have to, you know, feel a type of way because I know that he, his desire is to, to be a parent or to be a father or to, you know, to fill those shoes. Yeah. 
Okay. So ideally, that's the top, and I see us taking trips, and you know, you you heard me say I want I want my house to be the party house. I want people to be like, oh, they having a annual Halloween party, or mm-hmm. they annual New Year party, or they annual New Year trip, or they annual uh, anniversary party. Like it's it's always gonna be something, and I want that person to be okay and enjoy and like and enjoy every aspect of that like he liked the game nights and he liked you Mm -hmm. know doing stuff he liked taking the trips he liked you know Mm -hmm. not that it'd be like oh here we go again how much money we spending yeah yeah. like it's it's something that we do and and we do it and we enjoy it it's like we do it because we both like Like, it like this is something that brings joy to both of us I don't want it to be a thing where I feel like I'm you doing it just because I like it I want it to be something that you like like oh we doing game night our monthly game night or we doing uh whatever event you know like I I need it like that because that's just what I enjoy and so I want somebody match my energy Hmm. okay yeah I, I agree I want somebody to match me too Hopefully you're out there. Yes. I'm getting old and desperate. No, just (laughs) (laughs) they out there. They out there. Well, I think that was a good conversation. Um, on perspective of marriages. Um, I wonder what everybody else thinks. Like we hear the, the, the normal, um, I don't like this and I don't like that, but we need to, hear from the couple what they do like or what they do prefer yeah and then i would like to hear from couples who are in in relationships and they don't see marriage for themselves like even still and though they happy together and everything Mm -hmm. and they just have no desire to be married you know like they understand you know all that can occur but they like oh no we love each other and we won't you know Mm And that used to be a time of the past, but I would love to know, like, the young couples who feel that way. Like, yeah. yes, we just going to be together. Like, we just going to be forever. Like, this works for us. Mm. I would love to hear that. Maybe we'll find a couple that yeah. we can interview because that would be nice. So any couples that's out there that's been with somebody for a really long time, it don't even have to be a really long time, three to five years. Yeah. And it's and, and it's working for you all. And, and not being married is not being married is working and you all are happy there. Mm-hmm. And and we would like to know if and we come you can come on and tell us how it's working and what is working for you guys and any advice that you give y'all. Come on. Tell yes. us. Come on. Come on over here and tell us all y'all business. <laughs> <laughs> we need the tips and the secrets. Right. But um, until next time. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Pink Chocolate Podcast. You can follow us at the Pink Chocolate Podcast on Instagram. Or you can email us at pinkchocolatepodcast at gmail.com.